preview episode of the T Degree in Golf podcast. We are all in anticipation of the week that will kick off on April 3rd, and the tournament play will get started on April the 6th. This year's Masters is shaping up to be a really interesting event for some obvious reasons and maybe some less obvious reasons. The most obvious reason is Scotty Scheffler, who really has gotten off to a very hot and consistent start in calendar year 2023. Scotty returns as the defending champion. The other interesting aspect of this year's Masters is the return of members of the Live Golf Tour. And as you all have been following golf since Live came into being, and maybe more specifically since the calendar year 2023, there are a ton of very interesting results. The lawsuit between the PGA and Liv definitely has elevated. Most recent accusations from the Liv side is that the PGA intentionally blocked a more lucrative and quality media partner. As a result, the Liv tour had to settle for the CW network, which they have openly identified and characterized as a secondary network. So that ought to be a little interesting piece, uh, kind of a subplot, if you will, to the week. Uh, the other interesting piece is going to be the champion's dinner. We know that that typically kicks off Masters Week. The defending champion has the opportunity to select the menu that is unique to that person. And this year, Scotty has already submitted his choice of menu, likely to have a Texas tilt, with Scotty being a native resident of the state of Texas. So we anticipate the fireworks starting there with past champions being present. And when, when you think about the last 10 Masters winners, what we're looking at, five of them are currently part of the Live Tour. And those individuals are Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Bubba Watson, and Charles Swartzel. So the Masters has opened the dinner up to past champions, uh, despite the separation between Live and the PGA Tour. They have not separated those Live golfers and said that they cannot participate. Uh, so we can only imagine being a fly in the room on what that would look like on Tuesday, April the 4th. But when we think about potential winners going into this year's Masters, we understand that typically the winner has come from someone who's able to drive the ball well. Um, certainly if you're not consistently in the fairway or more times than not in the fairway, then you're just slightly off. It's also somebody who has the ability to putt those greens extremely well. What we understand is that the greens are really the great defense to the Masters. And so we'll talk a little bit about the official World Golf Ranking Top 10. And also those individuals who are Top 10, Top 15 in putting this year in calendar year 2023. As I think about the past winners, and again, I named five, but I'll share with you the additional five. 
we're looking at Scotty Scheffler, we're looking at Hideki Matsuyama, certainly Tiger, someone who has consistently won at the Masters. You can't count that person out. We know that Tiger's biggest challenge this year will be his body's ability to sustain over four years on a course that is oftentimes recognized as the most challenging course year over year for tour players to walk. That aside, we understand that Tiger's game, his ability to hit the ball is as good as it's ever been. And so you can't count Tiger out. I've identified him as a wild card winner for this year, but he is definitely a past one of the top 10 past winners of the Masters. In addition to the five from Liv, we have Danny Willett, we have Jordan Spieth, I named Bubba, and then Charles Schwartzel. So of that group, which is the past 10 winners from the tour, you can't count out Scotty Scheffler as someone who sits at the top of the list of potential winners this year. Jordan Spieth has been a little inconsistent in his play, so I'm not going to identify Jordan as someone that I think would put the green jacket on at the end of the week. Haven't heard a lot from the Live Tour golfers. What you have heard is a inconsistent and in some respects a degradation of their game from the time when they were here on the PGA Tour. So with that, I'm not identifying any of that group as potential winners going forward this year. When I look at the official golf ranking, I think I can identify a few more on that unique and distinct list of potential winners this year. John Rahm, I've talked about John in, 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 in previous episodes. Uh, I like John for his consistency I also like John for his ability to chase on Saturday and Sunday. And so I anticipate John putting very intentional work in this week leading up to Thursday. Uh, Thursday certainly will be his baseline, but I'm going to put John on that list of potential winners this year. As I said, I like John's consistency, but I also like John's ability to chase. And for me, I can't recall a golfer in recent memory who is more aggressive on Saturday and Sunday and is as good chasing as he is getting ahead on Thursday and Friday. From that top 10 list, official world golf ranking, number three is Roy McIlroy. Number four is Patrick Cantlay. We have Cameron Smith, who's a live golfer. Again, haven't heard much from Cam, so don't know how to position him. But as I said, with the Live Golf Group, I'm not going to put them on that list of golfers right now. When I look at the second five, it starts with Max Homa, Xander Shoffley, Will Zalatoris. I've been on Will's bandwagon as, as 2023 being a breakout year. Uh, Will had a really strong 2022, unfortunate injury bug, uh, caught him, and it really shut his year down. Uh, Will be in bright lights this year, and 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 so I, I do anticipate Will um, being on that list of potential winners. 
Uh, I could also put him on the wild card list of potential winners as well, given that he is really just kind of maintained in calendar year 2023. Rounding out that top 10 list is Victor Hovland and then Justin Thomas. And so when I think about that list of top 10 on the official World Golf Ranking, what I'd like to offer the Tita Green audience right now, consider Max Homa. Uh, in addition to Max being number six on the official World Golf Ranking, he's number nine in punting stats this year. And so Max, again, being very intentional, we, we know that he is regarded as a quality and a very good putter. We also know that he's regarded as a clutch putter. So I'm going to encourage the Tita Green audience to put Max on that list. Rory McIlroy, uh, I, I think we can go, we can say yay or nay with Rory. Uh, Rory definitely is hitting the ball well. He had to do that just to get to the semifinal round of the WGC World Golf Championship, World Golf Match Play this week. And so I think Rory has, has found his driver. Uh, for Rory, it's going to be his ability to control his irons, uh, to put himself in position to putt. Some weeks, Rory's really, really good with the flat stick. Other weeks, not so much. We also know that Rory is incentivized to win, understanding that the Masters is the only one of the four majors that he has not won. So I may not be putting him on that top ink in list, but Rory will get a, a pencil in as a potential wild card with the pen sitting right next to the pencil, given his play this week at the WGC match play. Xander Shoffley. I'm a fan of Xander. And so when I look at the number seven player in the world in the OWGR rankings, Xander also comes in as number 20 on the official putting stats. I like Xander. I think he manages his game really, really well. And so this could be a week for him that really gets him to propel himself forward for the rest of the year. I'm okay putting Xander on that list. Of the remaining top 10, Victor Hovland and Justin Thomas, really not sure what to expect from either this week. And so I'm not going to put them on that list, nor will I place them as wild cards this week. When I think about the wild cards, uh, somebody that has kind of flown under the radar, but been very consistent and competitive this year is Ty Tyrell Hatton. Tyrell is number 18 in putting stats this year, but he's also number 16 in the official World Golf Ranking. And so I'm going to put Tyrell on that wild card list of potential champions. I do like Tyrell. I've watched him over the past two years, and I think he's found some consistency. Uh, Tyrell's challenge is maintaining his composure. He can be a fiery guy, much like John Rahm, John seems to be better able to manage his emotions um, as he finished 2022 and has come into 2023. Terrell is still someone who wears them on his sleeve. And so the hope is that if he is consistent in round one and round two, keep an eye on him on Saturday and, and ultimately Sunday. 
few other golfers that I think we can't leave out, and I do have them on the wild card list. Colin Morikawa, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And and Colin seems to have his his ball striking back. Uh, he's playing that fade really, really well. Every so often he'll go to a draw, but he has adopted that fade off the tee box. He's known as a really, really solid ball striker, so no, no issue there. The challenge for Colin is, has he mastered the work that he and his putting coach put into play late last year? We have seen bouts of consistency early in the year. Colin feels good about the work that has been done and how it has transitioned to between or inside of the ropes. And so let's let's see how that plays out this week uh, this, or the week of the Masters. And if he can put everything together, allowing him to be in position to compete on Sunday. Colin certainly has history that he can pull from in terms of winning a major. We know he did that a few years back, and he he really, really displayed a charge on the Saturday and the Sunday with control of his golf game and aggression. And so I don't know if the Masters is a course where you want to be aggressive, but certainly having control of your game on Saturday and Sunday won't hurt you and definitely will help. The other person, other golfer, is Tony Finau. Again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Tony. Uh, I do think that Tony is rounding into form and someone who week in and week out should be considered a threat to win any tournament. And so given the past year, past 18 months that he has had as a player and how his game is rounding in the form, and I think he used the word maturing, I think it's fair to expect a competitive round of golf at the Masters this year for Tony. Uh, a victory for him would certainly elevate him as one of the best in the game today, and, and I don't think he's shying away from that anymore. Another golfer that has been consistent, maybe flown under the radar a little bit, is Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Matt definitely is in the top 20, top 25 of the official golf rankings. When Matt has it going, it's very difficult for Matt to, to not be competitive to not stay at the top of the leaderboard, and in, in, in rare cases, at this point in his career, close the deal with a victory. The challenge for Matt is the back nine on Saturday and then Sunday. Typically over the past year, past year and a half, past two seasons, when Matt trails off, it's either on the back nine on Saturday or at some point on Sunday. So let's see how he performs this year, gets himself in a position, and what will the pressure of winning a Masters, of winning a Green Jacket look like for Matt this year? But I do have Matt on my wild card list of potential winners, and I would encourage you all to give Matt consideration as well. 
the last person who I'll bring to the forefront is, is Sam Burns. And Sam really, really went the distance this week at the WGC, really showed a stick to and came from two, two shots down or two holes down to come back, tie Scotty Scheffler, and ultimately take him to a playoff and win. That win propelled him into the championship where he closed out the deal and closed out Cameron Young six and five. And so I, I anticipate that Sam will take the week off leading up to the Masters, but he's feeling really good about his game and he's feeling good about his ability to compete. And so if he can hang around Friday, Saturday, and maybe the front nine on Sunday, Sam has something relatively recent that he can draw from. And that is the push. That is the go. That is putting the foot on the gas pedal, getting the ball close to the pit on those greens, and then dropping some putts. And again, he proved that during the WGC match play. And so no doubt that Sam won't pull from that if he has himself in position. The other interesting piece of this is Patrick Reed. And as we know, uh, Patrick is a past champion. Uh, Patrick is a lightning rod. Patrick is a controversial figure. And at some point in the past five years or so, that's played to his favor. More recently, it's probably played to his detriment. So that'll be another subplot, subtopic that I think the golf world will pay attention to, understanding that from a media standpoint, we know that he uh, submitted a summons to Tiger and Rory during the, during the holiday season of 2022. So a lot of stories, a lot of stories this week or leading up to the Masters. Uh, very exciting time. Maybe more intriguing week of golf than any in the past five to 10 years. Should make for an exciting tournament, not just the subplots, but the actual play of golf. And so hopefully the TD Green Golf Podcast is giving you a few players here and there to have some banter about, some additional conversation, and, and keep an eye on as the week unfolds. And so this is the T to Green Golf Podcast giving you a master's preview. Production support is provided by Dominic Fiore of the Digital Audio Recording Arts Department at the University of St. Francis. And as we always say, hit it straight from T to Green, we are out.